Welcome everybody to Steve's Wrestling Ramble here. So it's about as being a minute later, a little late here. Um, but uh, we'll be talking everything WWE Fastlane predictions. We're kicking off the show with uh, Bill Goldberg's theme song. Are you feeling, you know, give my prediction away already. You'll uh, be leaving. Uh, the BMO here is Bradley Sender in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. As the new WWE Universal Champion, definitely wanted to uh, play his music again. I might be playing a different theme out. Who knows? Uh, the same. Who knows? Uh, but that's what we're talking about. Uh, fa- WWE Fastlane, our predictions for that. Uh, talking a little bit around SmackDown, but that more just an internalized view because there's a lot of matches to go through for. But Fastlane, we'll try to hit this out of the park as fast as we may can because also on right now, as I have actually on mute on my television, Riverdale. So I'll be doing my review of uh, tonight's episode of Riverdale after uh, I'm done here with the podcast uh, wrestling. So. Uh, so welcome to the team. First, uh, Mark Ramo, Mark Ramo TV. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, Raymond, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, guys. How are you doing? Oh, wow. <laughs> Aren't you, Mike? Are you there? Yeah, what is going on, guys? What's going on, bro? Uh, let's start uh, with Ron SmackDown. Mainly SmackDown. SmackDown being the better show, being a show, uh, just better storyline, better just in two hours. Having two hours against three hours and all the other stuff that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks for sure. Um, but I would say the segment of the week, and then with the line of the night, but segment of the week between John Cena, The Miz, Maurice, and then Nikki Bella coming in as well. What do you guys, I guess, specifically in your thoughts on that opening segment, opening promo uh, between those four superstars? Man, 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 I enjoyed it, bro, especially uh, the last little line that Nikki Bella ended off with, you know, it was really unexpected to me because knowing that this is still technically a PG type of thing, I wouldn't say it was like crossing the limits, but it was nice to hear something different, and she was so aggressive with it, too, it was like she really meant it. So I, I, I enjoy a lot of watching that. You know, I replayed it at least ten times. Yeah, you know, I'm not even joking with you. It was it was it was really, really unexpected. Raymond? Honestly, I think that beginning segment was amazing. The way Maurice slaps John and John just starts smiling. And we all knew exactly why John was smiling, because then as soon as Nikki's music hit, she ran to the ring. And she immediately just got all thug on all of us, which is the best thing ever. To hear Nikki Bella just get all thuggy for a minute. That was just a great segment. Raj, Mikey? Raj, Mikey, your thoughts? You there? Are you there? He's not on mute, but I can't hear him if he's talking. Anyways, if uh, I'll uh, wait and let him get that fixed. If he has to jump up, jump on, whatever. Uh, I'm actually going to play that last moments there. If it's okay with everybody else, so just. And that was the best part of the night. Oh! Oh my God! There you go, line, line of the week, line of the night, not line of everything, almost of the year already. Uh, that, that, was, was, that was line of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely should have in, the, in their uh, promo package at WrestleMania, that line. And nothing else, why not? That should be the whole the whole package right there, just that one part. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, no, SmackDown top and bottom for this episode definitely was 
Was it on point there? Hey, you guys hear me right now? Oh, we can hear you. <laughs> yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Oh, you can hear me good? Yeah, we can. Oh, you can't. Okay. <laughs> Um, so SmackDown that, like I was saying, but I don't know why you couldn't hear me, but that SmackDown, that 25 minute promo, that's all the first 25 minutes of SmackDown was two hours show in 25 minutes. They managed to beat raw hands down <laughs> that quick. That was two promos of gold with John Cena and, uh, AJ styles. That was, oh wait, not I'm the Miz. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I'm thinking about something else in the Miz. <laughs> But that was absolutely incredible. Miz, the thing I loved about Miz, everything he said was complete truth. Like I remember back when it was The Rock and Cena feuding, which was an amazing feud. And Cena kept talking trash over and over again about Rock leaving for Hollywood and all that stuff. And it's incredible how Cena literally literally um, repeated in The Rock's uh, footsteps. So it was really awesome to see the Miz actually fire back and uh, give uh, Cena some humble pie. But um, Cena did a fantastic job, you know, retaliating back to uh, Miz. It was absolutely gold. I mean, like I said, that first twenty-five minutes literally beat Raw. It was absolutely incredible. And these people, the creative, I'm I'm certain there's different creative team on SmackDown because I mean, from the content that began on Raw, I mean, it's absolutely night and day, but they're doing a fantastic job with storytelling and dialogue for SmackDown. That first 25 minutes was awesome. Yeah, definitely was a, well, a hot start, and then even with uh, the other matches and everything, just seems like everything, no matter what the feud, uh, middle of the road or main event scene, it gravitates me, it gets me interested, and certainly for sure SmackDown is Wrong. I guess we can also talk about the end of of uh, SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown Live uh, with Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Raunchy Mikey's guy, uh, Randall Keith Orton turning on Bray Wyatt. So I guess I'll go to him first. What were your thoughts on that? Did you expect him to turn this this early? Because for me, I thought it wasn't going to happen until during the match at WrestleMania. Well, first, that's my boy right there, as always. I literally stared at him. I screamed when he appeared on camera. I literally, I marked out. I wish I recorded my reaction. I just didn't expect him to appear because he was gone throughout the whole entire show. But when he appeared <laughs> and he turned, I was I, like, I wasn't shocked because I didn't think he was going to turn then. And um, I was still thinking, hmm, maybe he's still going to work with the Wyatts. Maybe he's not going to turn. And Ashley kept saying, my fiance, she kept saying, oh, no, he's going to turn this whole this is a whole plan for the Viper to strike at the most perfect moment. And he did. But I did not expect it this early. I personally thought it was going to be in a triple threat Wyatt match before I didn't expect AJ Styles again instead of Wyatt one thing. Um, but I expected it to happen at WrestleMania with um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton teaming up on uh, Wyatt, who I originally thought was going to be in it. And then. Out of nowhere, RKO on Bray Wyatt, pin one, two, three. That's why I thought that turn was going to happen. But for them to do it so early is really interesting. But this gives a lot of excitement now for the next upcoming weeks before WrestleMania. So they have a lot of building up to do. But that promo, that promo, I was literally screaming. I was literally, I was, I was, uh, look, I was literally, I'm such a huge fan of Randy Orton. I was almost in tears. I was so fucking happy. I was so happy. That promo was incredible. That promo brought me, brought me back to the Attitude Era when they did those insanely crazy fucking promos that made everyone jump up and down out of their seats. That was incredible, and Randy did a fantastic job. And Bray, got to give him props. His acting was awesome. Freaking out and everything, just run, uh, falling down to the announcer table, just crying and screaming. That was just Perfect, absolutely incredible, and God, I cannot wait. Fuck Raw, I just cannot wait for SmackDown. I cannot <laughs> wait for Tuesday. I cannot wait. That was absolutely incredible, and I hope to God. Well, the one thing I'm actually thinking about is 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 Randy Orton heel or is he a face? Because you can look at that situation in two different ways. Because uh -huh. if you think about it, he literally just burnt down Bray Wyatt's home and officially killed sister abigail so it's like who's the face and who's the heel here either way i absolutely love it i think it's incredible and like i said before the storytelling the storylines are absolutely amazing you got to give wwe credit um props there i've been knocking it every single episode of smackdown absolutely amazing thank you uh, the 
Katrina and Ronnie S uh, in the chat. Uh, Katrina saying, I felt that he was going to turn, but that I didn't expect it to go down the way it did. And Ronnie, Randy Orton's going to fuck up Bray Wyatt or fuck up, <laughs> up Bray's world up. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so I guess we got another uh, Orton fan there in the crowd. Yeah, baby. But no, I still have a feeling. It's still gonna be. A, I still have a feeling that Luke Harper's gonna get in the match. He's gonna be a fatal four way at WrestleMania. I just don't see why why you would have Luke Harper out of it. And with what happened, that's that's right. live him kicking Shane McMahon accidentally. We don't want to have a Luke Harper Shane McMahon match. So language, but fuck that. I don't want that. I you know, think I want Luke Harper in the title match. I want him in the fatal four way because we've been building up, building up. I know it's as I said, Rand, uh, Randy Orton. Bray Wyatt feud storyline, and that's the main crux of this whole Wyatt family situation. But Luke Harper was part of it, being cast out, being a castaway. You would think that he wants his own revenge, and you can't just call him attacking Bray Wyatt for his title match uh, with AJ Styles and John Cena, his come up into Bray. So I would feel that he still needs to get in the match, still should make it a fatal four way. I love Shane. I enjoyed his match with The Undertaker last year at WrestleMania. But if, but if it's not going to be Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, then shouldn't be Shane McMahon at all at WrestleMania in a match. I'm sorry, unless unless you find a part-timer coming back. Maybe you have Kurt Angle. If he's cleared, have a Kurt Angle Shane McMahon rematch. I'd be down for that at WrestleMania if Kurt Angle can be cleared to wrestle. But beyond that, no thank you for uh, Luke Harper, Shane McMahon. I just I just don't don't see it being a, a positive thing. Yeah. I personally feel like, well, someone says on Twitter, and I was thinking, hmm, this is actually it's smart to think about this. I think that because of the whole, I think Shane McMahon knows that AJ Styles moved out of the way and purposely made Harper, you know, kick him in the face. So what I think Shane's probably going to do, um, judging from someone said on Twitter, which I think is a smart idea, Shane's going to look back on the tapes to the Battle Royal, and everybody saw those camera angles, that one camera angle that was shown live on SmackDown, obviously seeing AJ Styles' uh, feet hit the ground first. What would be mm -hmm. cool is if they go back to that tape and Shane overrules Daniel Bryan's decision, and that's when AJ Styles is out of that main event and they're going to put Harper in. That's the only way I can see this because there's no way in hell it's going to be Harper versus Shane. And I agree with you so much, Steve. It should not at all be AJ versus Shane. It should be AJ versus Nakamura or put AJ in a fatal four-way. That's it. Speaking of maybe something for uh, WrestleMania, I know we're kind of already gearing off, uh, rambling into a different segment, but or subject, the Hardy Boys leaving TNA or Anthem huh. Impact Wrestling or Impact Wrestling uh, presented by Anthem, um, leaving there. Maybe the Hardy Boys show up and or not you know, show up. You know, you have American Alpha out there kind of doing an open challenge because they run through the rest of the SmackDown Live division. And you have the Hardy Boys against American Alpha at WrestleMania, not for the SmackDown Live taking titles, but just in a match. Would you guys think of that? Would you want that to happen? Mark? That would be great. You guys it would happen. That would be awesome. You guys hear me? Sure, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I actually did not hear you guys. So, could you repeat one time? Oh, uh, would you want to see the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania and go one on one with American Alpha? You see, I would like to see the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania, not against American Alpha. Uh, just that—that that wouldn't be interesting to me. I think, if anything, I would love to see them go against like the Wyatts. I, I would love to see that. Just the, the gimmick, the character. I mean, if you watch what like the whole broken so-and-so thing that Matt Hardy has, to me, I think it's a little similar in a way to the Wyatt. And to see them go at it, I would love to see that. That that can easily be a short story, if not the main event. So American Alpha, uh, I, I can't see it. But it's possible in WWE eyes, and it'll just be a match, to, in my opinion. But the Wyatt's. Uh, I just had like a little epiphany, real quick. Uh, I didn't notice this before, but the Wyatt compound, the Hardy compound, uh, uh, oh. something's happening there. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead, Mr. Mikey. What are your thoughts? Would you want to see the Hardys against American Alpha at WrestleMania? Um, honestly, to see them beat the shit out of American Alpha, who I find stale and boring. Um, not because they're not athletic and amazing in the ring. They're 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 great in the ring, obviously, but their personalities ha- are just. Did they remind me of Apollo Crews? Just fucking boring personalities. Nothing pops out for me. They're just they just bore the shit out of me. Fucking Breezango should have been champions already by now. God damn it, they should be the champions. But um, I'd like to see that match just for the fact for Hardy to get back on the top in WWE as tag team champions to take off the titles, of course. But the most realistic team for them to fight is what Raymond absolutely said is the Wyatts. If Luke Harper. Um and Bray Wyatt, you know, kissed and fucking hugged and made up, made up, and uh, they got back together again because now if Luke Harper's out, I think that Bray Wyatt is going to, you know what I mean? He's all alone, so we need some backup, obviously. And Luke Harper's not in the main event, so um, possibility there that he can try to sweet his way into um, you know, getting Luke back into the Wyatt, the you know, the Wyatt family team, especially. Sister Abigail's gone. Didn't Sister Abigail have something to do with Luke as well, you know, and the Wyatt family, you know what I'm saying? So it could, you know, it could affect him as well. So that would be awesome if they set up something for Hardys to face Wyatt. That's what I would love to see. But to see Hardys beat the shit out of American Alpha and get their titles, I'm down for that as well. Uh, I think think American Alpha, they suffered from the uh, main roster curse. That once it. you join the main roster, you kind of just fall off. The, you're nowhere near as good as you were. The Sea Ascension is another group that really fell off once they joined the main roster. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Because the Ascension, both the Ascension and American Alpha were like, they were extremely entertaining when they were on NXT, but the second they joined the main roster was when their 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 characters became bland and just there at that point. I say I want to bring up for Monday Night Raw actually, and I kind of feel bad. Like I said, it was in my home state of Wisconsin, in the city of Green Bay, for Monday Night Raw, the Go Home Show for WWE Fastlane this Sunday, which will be in Milwaukee. And during the Seth Rollins segment, we're hearing the CM Punk chants, and it kind of got me upset because you know it was not needed, warranted for any reason, any little reason, big reason, whatever people might have thought. It kind of you know me, I'm a relaxed, positive, open-minded, cool individual, but you do stupid shit like that, you're going to get me pissed because that was just dumb. And and doing it in Green Bay, Wisconsin didn't help me, didn't help it at all. Didn't make Wisconsinites look good that are part of the WWE universe doing that stuff because they want to be cool. And if you don't do it, you know, or if they, you know, continue doing it, then there's other people that are just sheep are just going to continue, that are just going to do it because of others are doing it and being the cool kids and too cool for school and, and yada yada, but just doing that at that segment during that time, that moment, and even kind of rattle Seth a little bit, at least it seemed like to me, just, I don't know, just was dumb. And, and I didn't like it, I didn't appreciate it, very disrespectful. And W Fastlane, Wisconsinites, those that will be in attendance, I know I'm not going to be one of them, but those that are at the BMO Harris Bradley Center on Sunday night, I damn well better not hear any CM Punk chants. Not during any of these matches. I don't give a crap if it's uh, the pre-show or any other like filler matches you may think. I, I don't care. From top to bottom, I've seen punk chants. I will, I will be a, a, a keyboard warrior and I'll be clicking and, and typing that. You guys surely disappointed me, guys and gals that didn't do that. But kudos to those that try to stop them. I know I, I did hear though that uh, other fans uh, in attendance there in Green Bay at the Rush Center did try to. Uh, corral that as quick as it happened, but I don't know. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on that and that situation. The CM Punk chance and kind of becoming like the what chance and get your thoughts on that from what happened on Monday Night Raw. Aren't you, Mikey? Um, I completely agree with you 110%, Steve. Um, first off, let's just talk about that Seth Rollins and Triple H promo. That was probably the one of the best promos Seth has ever done. That was fantastic. I believed every second of it. That was absolutely awesome. It's setting up for an unbelievable, incredible, epic match at WrestleMania. Seth put his heart on that promo. For those people to start chanting CM Punk out of nowhere is completely disrespectful. 
absolutely disrespectful and it's distracting, especially when he's trying to break off a promo for everyone to believe in. He worked his ass off on that. And the thing is, I want to say right now that I know it's your hometown. I, I, I do know that, but that crowd was fucking dead that whole entire night. They were so dead and they did True. not appreciate the work that these look, honestly, SmackDown, we know it blew away raw, but this raw was actually, in my opinion, decent. It actually was pretty it was pretty good. I you know, I didn't hate hate Raw. I loved SmackDown. So these guys are putting in everything they possibly could. Wrestling, you know, Jesus Christ, we had Samoa versus fucking Cesaro, and the crowd was dead. That match was amazing. That match was amazing, but the crowd was dead. I mean, I don't know, man, but I agree with you. The CM Punk chance needs to stop. It's been happening way too fucking much already. This guy's not coming back. If he comes back, it'll be a fucking shell shock. Everyone's going to lose their shit, obviously. But wait till that moment. Wait till that moment for you to fucking go crazy on CM Punk. But right now, just fucking give it up because it's disrespectful to everybody else who is actually working in the WWE right now, pouring their heart out. That's how I feel. Mark Randall? Uh, okay, first of all, first of all, is there an echo when I'm talking? No, you're good. Oh, oh okay, I guess just me because I hear his life feedback. My my bad, man. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering because you told me. I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. Um, I agree with you in a way when it comes to CM Punk chance. As a matter of fact, actually, I agree with you just wholeheartedly. It is... A little, it's it's a little disrespectful on behalf of Sephiroth. The guy just re-injured his MCO. He's about to miss his second wrestle, possibly miss his second wrestle. And he's here for you guys to get you guys a chance to see him punk. See him punk would be, it would be crazy if he came back. But I doubt it. So, like you said, Mike, Mike, just get the CM Punk chance over with. They're done. They're, they're completely useless at this point. But, you know, how, how can I say it? It's, it's really rude, man. It's just, just rude, you know. This, this guy really put everything he has in that square ring, and yet you chat somebody who's not even in the business anymore. And... And this guy's injured at the same time. He just, I, I don't know. This is just me. I don't know. Really? It was legitimately a perfect promo, perfect segment ruined by obnoxious fans trying to c- take over the show like they do ev- after every WrestleMania and things like that. And it's just preach, baby, preach. That all the time. And it's like you guys are chanting CM Punk like WWE has a choice in bringing him back. And I'm gonna let you guys know right now, he's not listening. Punk's not listening. He's not watching the show. So you're literally wasting everyone's time and ruining a good show for absolutely no reason. He's gone. Yeah, it's true. It's gonna be a while if if ever he does come back. I guess never say never, but there's more of a chance of AJ Lee coming back to WWE than there is for uh, CM Punk for book to be back in in WWE for sure. Uh, for those that uh, checked out my interviews, I did have my third interview uh, this past day uh, <clears throat> with Chuck Cyrus, a UK wrestler. Uh, actually, all three of my <laughs> interviews are really been with UK stars. Uh, my next one actually might be. Uh, we'll have to uh, finalize some things. But it might be Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, about 2 o'clock UK time uh, with the tag team. Um, from Exposure Wrestling, uh, they're in the UK, uh, in indie promotion um, out there. So definitely looking forward to that. Already uh, getting some other dates and uh, wrestlers on my calendar for interviews. I just want to ask my uh, team here if any of them but were able to see any three of them. Uh, and let me know your uh, thoughts on any of them. It doesn't have to be specific, just overall. Um, just to gauge your thoughts on any of the first, uh, Mark Rambo. Oh, well, I saw, I, I can't recall her name. I just know it was a female wrestler. Right, right. Uh, I enjoyed it. I feel like she really, she felt, from what I saw, she seemed like she was really comfortable. And that was one thing I think that kind of gave it a little advantage. Usually, it could be awkward interviews. It could be really bad interviews. It could be a chill interview. And it could be a good interview. 
I think you were really on the chill interview because she was responding. She wasn't really basic with it. She wasn't really just like, uh, yeah, no, yes, no. She wasn't just doing all that. I it was other than the fact of me watching it for about a good ninety minutes. You know, that was pretty long, but it's expected. Uh, um, it was I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Raymond, good. You're natural. First of all, very good at good at this. Such a good back and forth between you guys. Thank you, Margie, Mikey. Yeah, man, I was I was to be honest, I was really impressed, man. I saw the one with Cat. That was the first one I saw. The, the second, and third one, I did not get a chance to see. But the first one, I was really impressed, man. Like uh, Raymond said, you're a natural. Um, you asked the right amount of questions. You tried to steer away from the predictable questions that everybody asks <laughs> over and over again in interviews. Uh, you really you really did a good job, man. Uh, one tip, one tip, and I noticed because that's what you do sometimes. I can see when you're a little nervous, you grab your shirt like this. So just try to, there you go, there you go. You try to adjust. Just be more chilling. You were chilling. That was quite no, chilling. Like, like I'm wearing a tie or something. I have to like move. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that. But that was probably the most chillest I've ever seen you. Just do keep on doing it, man. That was absolutely fan for your first interview. That was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed every second of it, man. Seriously, keep it up. And you got Thank two. You. Yeah, you did two more after that, man. And in a short amount of time, that's fucking awesome, dude. Congrats. Yes, and it, like I said, as of right now, it's seeming like it is uh, in the UK market. As I saw in my analytics. Uh, with my views going up, which also had to do with my uh, doing some reactions to Beauty and the Beast trailers and stuff like that. But um, two of the interviews themselves, each one getting over 100 views, I do believe. I think uh, Cyrus is, is still slowly getting to it. Chuck Cyrus one uh, growing to that point. But I feel for myself to, uh, as I always, I'm critical of myself, and I'll say this live on air. And I feel like I was getting more and more comfortable as I got to each and every interview. Yeah, I was doing the the uh, color thing, and after watching back uh, some of them, I was like, "Dude, you're doing that a little too much," but uh, still was uh, was enjoyable. But it, it is one of my uh, one of my nervous ticks, um, along with saying what a lot. But uh, beyond that, um, that's one of my other nervous tick things that I do. I because I am still my shy, introverted self that I've always been as a, as a child and as now as an adult, full grown man. Um, still, I do have that aspect in me. And when I was speaking with, with athletes, whether they're indie wrestlers or WB Hall of Famers with 25-year careers, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're all still athletes, and you res should respect them, you know, respect their name, respect what they do. You know, you're still going to get nervous. So um, I, think I, I think I did all right with the questions. Um, the third one, I think, was my favorite and was my best so far as in my – uh, viewing of it and of my side of it and how I felt a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more chill in our conversation. Uh, like he, when he was asking me questions, he even asked what, you know, what kind of finishing move a wrestler I'd be and all this other stuff, just random crap and stuff that really got it to be even better than what it could have been. Uh, so I definitely, I think, thank Axel yeah, and uh, Chuck Cyrus, uh, each and every one of them. And moving forward, like I said, have other uh, bookies I might, uh, I don't know, maybe by my birthday in late April, I'll get uh, 12 interviews or something um, in, under my belt and slowly actually go report and and uh, go from there. But uh, certainly enjoying it. Thank you guys for the positive feedback. Like I said, they are my team members, um, but uh, I always know that they'll be honest either way, uh, like Ronnie Mikey was, you know, giving the positive and the negatives, both aspects uh, of, of the interviews and what they thought of it. Uh, but moving forward, well, actually, before we move forward to WWE, Fastlane predictions. Is there any other news or notes that you guys want to talk about? There's one more I want to, but I want to, you know, open it up to my team. Uh, any on your end that you might want to talk about before we get to the predictions, Mark? Ah, uh, um, no, sir. I am completely out of topics as right now. Raymond. Ray, Raymond. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, you lagged that on my thing. Uh, no, not really. I'm good. All right. I just want to ask, Roger, Mikey. Yeah, I'm good too, man. I'm just ready for them predictions. Yeah. Uh, before we get to them predictions, I want to uh, talk about uh, Alberto Del Rio uh, and uh, 
this uh, him going to TNA or now Impact Wrestling, which I got to remember to call it Impact Wrestling, presented by Anthem. Um, and I just saw uh, Stephen A at Stephen A eleven eighty one, fellow co-host of Talking WWJ. Again, you can follow them at Talking W just the letter J and on YouTube Talking WWG uh, three times a week, uh, five p.m. Central uh, at that channel again, Talking WWJ. And he was posting of Alberto Del Rio with the T Impact Wrestling World Championship and uh, from Bobby Lashley. So I guess Alberto Del Rio is going to be part of Impact Wrestling. And it seems yeah. like it might be more than the six months that I uh, presume thought that to be the case. Also, Paige is backstage uh, at that show at that taping. I just want to get you guys' thoughts on that on Alberto Del Rio or whatever his great name would be there in TNA in at Impact Wrestling overall and and impact wrestling what you feel like will go because i think it's a sinking ship and i think in a couple of years at some point no matter how many life supports it's trying to get it's going to be done so i just want to get your thoughts on about the real and on impact wrestling Ronchi mikey uh, fuck alberto dorito uh, seriously <laughs> I, I I don't give a shit about him. I don't like him. I never did. He's just skeevy. He he's just and he's dating my um my ex lover Paige, and I'm fucking pissed off about that. Um, he's just a skeevy guy, and I really hate him. And I don't think he's talented. I just think he's an asshole. And I hope he does join TNA because once TNA fucking flushes down the goddamn toilet, he's out of a job. Fuck him. I'm sorry. I I hate him. Yeah, I hate that. That's all I have to say. I don't give a shit what he does and where his future uh, is going to. Just not back to WWE. If he does come back to WWE, make Heath Slater pin him one, two, three. That's all I can say. Heath Slater. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh Fuck him. Mark? Oh, well, uh, I'm going to end this off for me with three simple words. I don't care. That's it. Alberto Dorio is in TNA on a failing, miserable road in which they're going through. If somehow they just magically become great again, which 99.9% not happen, it's still going to suck. I mean, they have nobody. Nobody's watching them. I mean, hell. He could be the longest reigning TNA champion, and I still won't give a fuck. That's how. <laughs> Raymond. Oh my God, Alberto's getting destroyed. But honestly, I've never really cared for Alberto Del Rio. It wasn't edit. Maybe not as angrily as Mikey, but honestly, nobody cares ever. about Dorito. Nobody cares Dorito. about him. Come on. And, and if I'm being honest with you guys, I haven't actually watched. TNA or Impact Wrestling since the main event mafia, so I really don't have much of a. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, yeah, like right back, you know, right back can go to TNA, be part of the sinking ship. You know, good. Right back sucks too. Yeah. He sucks, but uh, he really might not suck as much as uh, uh, Alberto Del Rito, Del Rio. Oh, <laughs> there. And TNA, and uh, I guess if he's TNA champion, good for him. At least he has a championship for himself as of right now. But anyways, let's get into predictions for uh, WWE Fastlane. Starting off with the kickoff show and the first match. Our first match from the kickoff show, uh, Rick Swan and Suzawa versus the Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. Uh, that's a team match. We'll go with go to Raymond first. Who, have in that, who do you have in that match and why? Uh, I don't pay attention to the cruiserweights, sadly, but I, I think I have Rich Swan, Rich Swan, and Tazawa winning this because it seems like they're giving Tazawa the big push right now. Okay, Mark. Well, first of all, I'm going to start saying this: What the hell is wrong with that dude Tazawa? Like when he comes into the ring and he starts, huh, 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 like what? Is, what is all that? Really? He's a fucking crow. <laughs> yeah, something, something's wrong with him, but I, I was. I was talking to my one of the subscribers on a snap, and I was telling him like maybe there's, there's a, a mental thing going on there. I don't know, but maybe maybe he's on something. Maybe he takes something before he comes in. I don't. I just don't know. It concerns me. But I'm going with which one. I said that. Uh, I sent it to Jay Steve. 
Um, uh, about my predictions, I'm going with Rich, with Rich Swan and uh, Tazar. That's how you say his name. I just know I'm about to do just start yelling. All right, Mikey. I guess Rich Swan and the Crow. Um, the Crow. Wait. To be honest, like first of all, yeah, I guess they're gonna win. Like like uh, Raymond said, I really don't care that much for the cruiserweights except for Neville and Jack Gallagher. That's people I really give a shit about. Um, but um, yeah, first off, I just want to say Noam Dar has the weirdest fucking body I've ever seen in my life. He just looks like an extraterrestrial. <laughs> he has the weirdest shaped body I've ever seen. I don't. Right? Am I? He looks fucking weird. His fucking body proportions are all fucked up. That's so weird. But yeah, um, to give it to the fucking ah guy and the, the rich, the fucking dancer. That's that's what I'm going for the win. Wanted to Zara getting the win. Uh, they're the face team. Next up, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Jay's boy. Uh, we have to win there. And why? First, we'll start with Mark Rambo. Wait, what was the last name? Uh, Banks against God Jack. damn it, Mar- Rambo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like out of here right now. You see, <laughs> I couldn't hear you, Steve. It was, it was kind of like a buffer. Tasha Banks, Nia Jax. Oh, that's. Oh, come on. We already know my answer is Sasha Banks, bro. Sasha Banks is going to come out of nowhere, right? Her hair with a flying form like AJ Styles, right? This, this is gonna happen. Of course, her Nia Jax. No, 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 no hard feelings, but you know she's she she's not gonna fall just then. You know, it's gonna take a couple more times for her to actually end up on the ground and stuff. But you know, my my wife Sasha Banks. I just wanna pick up the dub. You know, it's just how we roll, bro. It's just how we roll. Aren't you, Mikey? Um. First of all. Why are they having this match again? I mean, when Stephanie brought this up, she's like, you're going to be facing Nia Jax. Like, oh, big fucking whoop. We just saw that last goddamn pay-per-view. And the match was boring as shit. But we know that Nia Jax is going to win, obviously, because look at the fucking size of her. I mean, come on. But I think that she's going to win. And this is going to lead to that Dolph Ziggler heel turn type thing where she's going to be frustrated as she keeps losing. And she's going to turn heel. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So Nia Jax is gonna win by fucking sitting on her face and farting in her mouth. So uh, Ronnie here in the chat is asking if if Rambo is high. I know he's certainly act, acting like he is. Or at least out of it for sure. Uh Raven, who do you have uh, for the win and why Sasha Banks, Nia Jax? Strowman is going to destroy Sasha Zane. Because that, have you seen her? She's gigantic. That and she's just not gonna lose anything soon. All right. <laughs> Raw Tag Team Championship match: Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship. Who do you guys have? First, we'll start at this time with Ronchi Mikey. I swear to God, if Enzo Amore and fucking Cass win, I'm just going to I'm going to lose my shit. First off, uh, I like the club. I do. I like the club, and I know everyone hates it, but I laugh every single time. I hear nerds. I fucking love that. I just laugh my ass off. I think they're funny when given the right material. They should be the monster heels of Raw. They really should be booked that way, not joking all the time and kind of being slappy and fucking stupid. But um, they really have to retain these titles to be worthy. It cannot go to end. You imagine Enzo Amore being a fucking tag team champion? Just think about that for a second. He's not a wrestler. He's an entertainer. That's exactly what he is. Cass is just a fucking seven-foot fucking Bigfoot. That's, he just kicks people in the face. That's it. It should not be them. Please, get it. Please let it retain from the club. I think the club's going to win. They have to win. The club. Go for the club. Raymond? I like Enzo and Cass for for what they are. I don't expect them to be amazing or anything, but I do hope the club wins because they, they are not ready to be tag team champions, if ever, to be tag team champions. Mark? Oh, club, definitely. I mean, let's just think about it. I'm going to piggyback off my 
He also is strictly an entertainer. Strictly an entertainer. There's, there's no other thing to describe. He, he, you know, he's great on the mic. Obviously, he's great on the mic. That's what made him. Big Cass is the reason why they are where they're at. Big Cass is technically been put in singles matches so that they can stay alive. Enzo is just the dude that messes up the match. I mean, it's, that's just that plain and simple. The club have been with each other for years now. For years. They know each other like the back of their hand. So it would be obvious. It would only make sense to let them retain the belt. But hey, shit happens. You know, I, I don't know what's going through Vince's head. I don't know what's going through the creative team's head. Now, if all we know, they could win and then they could lose it the next night. Well, I'm going with the club. It's just that place. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going the same way. The club to retain, and for the last match, I'm going with Nia Jax over Sasha Banks. Next match, Cruiserweight Championship match: Neville versus Jack Gallagher. All right, we go first. Who you have, and why? Hey, Ray. Yes, Rim. Okay. Uh. I'm honestly fine with either one winning. Like, I love both of those guys. But I think Neville is probably going to retain. I, I see Neville keeping the title for a pretty long time. Aren't you, Mikey? Um, like Raymond said, I love them both. I really do. And I really love Jack Gallagher, man. Every single time he breaks a promo or he's on the screen, I just absolutely laugh. And I love him. He's fantastic. Um, but um, I'm actually, I think, he's, I think Neville's going to retain. But, you know, it's it's funny to me. I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like the way they're treating this cruiserweight title, they're kind of treating it like the Women's Raw Championship. I don't know. They're, it's it's switching really fast to different superstars if you think about it. In a really short period of time, there's not long uh, retains. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking that it's a possibility they give it to Gallagher, which I'd be very happy for. But as a realistic standpoint... I mean, Neville is, you know, I mean, Neville's way more dominant and more, you know, athletic. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. So I think that Neville is going to retain, but I will love to see Gallagher get the title. And I'm going to go with Neville to retain uh, the championship. I see Jack in the upper hand, maybe even dominant for most of the match. Neville probably maybe getting even a roll-up pin victory. You know, he'll talk to it that way and retaining his championship or maybe even getting himself to squalify. However, he's... uh, He's going to be leaving. Milwaukee is uh, the cruiserweight champion. Next match, and I can assume in this one, everybody's going to say the same thing. Um, this one being Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Would I be correct in assuming you all will be going with uh, Samoa Joe? Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if there's any of you. Mikey, I don't know if you would be going with Zayn. To be honest with you, I think <sighs> – I can understand why they will have Samoa Joe win because he just appeared in the main roster. So obviously they got to make him really dominant. But Sammy Zayn desperately needs a big win to be taken seriously. He really does. So if he did win this match, look, first of all, this match is going to be epic. This match is going to be amazing. We all know this. This is going to be an awesome, awesome match. I would, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn's going to win this match. It's going to be a surprise victory which will probably lead to a beatdown after from Samoa Joe and then a rematch later on. That's yep, that's what I think. Yeah. Sammy Zayn's gonna win some shock the world. He's gonna shock the world this match. Just like it was a shock the world against Braun Strowman. But we'll see if it happens here with Samoa Joe and you never know. It could go down exactly the way when Ronch Mikey's saying it could go down. Next match Raw Women's Championship Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. Uh one on one I'm gonna go first here. I'm gonna go with Charlotte's to win back the title because that's what she does. Loses them on Raw, wins them at pay-per-views. Why not just continue that? So I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair, become five-time, five-time Raw Women's Champion. Mark Rample, what do you say? Man, there's no way in hell that Charlotte is going to break this streak against Bailey. That would make me so mad. Like, you you have no idea how, how irritated I would be if that actually happened. You know, of all people, I would rather that her lose to, like, fucking Nia Jax than Bailey. Just the character is not fitting for me. The, the character is just not cool. And for her to lose at that particular spot against that particular person just would not work. 
So I'm going with Charlotte. Okay, Mikey. Queen, Queen Charlotte. She's going to win. She's amazing, and I grew to love her over these months. I grew to love her. I'm still in fucking shock that Bailey is the Raw Women's Champion because of her stupid little hug and fucking mwah onto the ground with her goddamn Bailey to belly, which I fucking hate that name of that move. It's so stupid. It's so weak. I don't know how she's got that title, but um, yeah, uh, Charlotte, she's a pay-per-view queen. She's going to get that title. If Bailey fucking breaks that streak, I'm gonna be so mad as well because it makes no goddamn sense. It's gonna be, like it makes no goddamn sense. What I think's gonna happen? Charlotte's gonna win the title back. And then the big competitor is going to be Nia Jax. Now, that's the person who I think has the chance to dethrone the queen. But Charlotte is going to get the title back. And Raymond. I don't think Bailey's the one who should be breaking Charlotte's pay-per-view streak. And it's more than likely going to be Nia Jax who eventually does it at WrestleMania, if anything. That's my question to you guys. Uh, do you guys see it being a fatal four-way at WrestleMania uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, or do you see it just being one-on-one with maybe we have Nia Jax or Charlotte Flair? She is the Raw Women's Champion. Like, which way do you guys see it for WrestleMania for the setup for uh, the Raw Women's Division, Mark? Well, should it better be a fatal four-way? I'm disappointed that it wasn't. Uh, at this point, there's only four relevant people. It's only four relevant females in in the uh, raw thing, so it only makes sense to have a feel for it. They don't, they're gonna be disappointing. But why not? All right, Mikey. It has to be a fatal four-way. It has to be because it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania is supposed to be big, bombastic, and epic. It has to be a fatal four-way. If it's anything less than that, it'd just be disappointing. You imagine those four women, whatever whatever four women there is, you imagine how epic that match is gonna be. I mean, it'd be absolutely yeah. incredible. Look at the match last year, the triple threat with Charlotte, uh, Sasha, and uh, Becky. That was fucking awesome. That was great. Imagine a fatal four-way between these women. It'd be amazing. They have to do a fatal four-way. Like I said, if it's anything less, it'd just be pure disappointment to everybody else. Yeah, Raymond, your thoughts? That fatal four-way, but if that can't happen, to see... Charlotte versus Nia for the title, and maybe heel Sasha versus Bailey hmm. at WrestleMania. Interesting. I have a feeling though they would hold that off and have that like SummerSlam. Maybe yeah. at that point, one of them being the, the Raw Women's Champion and SummerSlam, them having a title match and that being their epithet and their, I don't know, that feud, uh, whatever, some long feud between Bailey and. Sasha Banks and them having that match at SummerSlam. I just have a feeling that would be the case. I just feel like you hold off to SummerSlam for them. They have Nia Jax in the picture after WrestleMania. Obviously, being in a fatal four-way match, technically she was in the title match, but after that, being a true number one contender, um, getting her chances, feeling and whatever, and then we get to uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey, however we do, and they go from there. That being the main, maybe even the main event at SummerSlam, maybe not, but for the women, for sure. Uh, that'd be for the Raw Women's Championship at that time. So that's just kind of, for me, forward thinking for booking uh, for the Raw Women's Division. Next matchup, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns over Braun. Um, so the fact that Braun be getting the upper hand every single week, pretty much, you know, reverse momentum. I'm going with, with Roman Reigns for sure on this one. Who do you guys have first? We'll go with, I'll go to Raymond. Braun winning. I honestly, I love Braun so much, and I don't see him losing to Mr. Reigns anytime soon. I don't see him losing at all any, anytime soon. I pick up the win tonight. I mean, at fast lane. Okay, Mickey. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start with this. Everybody knows how much what I think about Roman Reigns. You guys heard my thoughts, my parodies, everything. I've been starting to respect him as of now. I've been starting to respect him because he does put in more. He does put in more work. He does try, and he does like John Cena does. He fucking puts off that crowd. He turns that volume on off, man. 
and he's she's been working really good. And this feud with Braun, I think, has been great, very enjoyable. I do love Braun Strowman so much. I love Braun Strowman so much. But like Steve said, I actually agree with you. Braun has been dominant every single time. I think the only time someone had the upper hand on him was Sami Zayn at the um, last man standing match. I think it was. I think that's what it was, the last man standing match. I think Sami Zayn won that one. I've had good to fucking shot face. <laughs> I know, yeah. Roman Reigns, right? I know. So yeah, I I know it's crazy. Um, I I've been respecting him a little bit more, and um, <laughs> I honestly, this is crazy to say. I think I'm gonna have to go with Roman Reigns on this one, and I'm going to say this right now. This match is going to be match of the night. This match is going to be brutal as fuck. It's going 100. to be brutal. Mark my words. Match of the night. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Mark's face. <laughs> Mark's a shell. <laughs> okay. I never thought I'd hear that from you. I know. Me too. Wow. Teens and New Year. Wow. Okay. I, I guess it's my turn then. Yep, we have. Oh, okay. Damn. Um. Well, hey, uh, Mike, I'm agree with you on this one. I feel like Roman Reigns. Outside of outside of your reasoning, uh, this is the only reason I'm gonna say um, it's different between me and you. Roman Reigns has to stay relevant. That's what I think. Roman Reigns will soon be the face of the company if. Nah, I think it's either him or Sephiroth. When John Cena leaves, he has to, somebody has to be the face of the company. And if anybody is going to be Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, everybody loves him, every kid, every wife. I don't see any dudes like Roman Reigns like that. Um, but it's just, you know, he just has to remain in the picture. Um, with Goldberg being... In the picture, I just don't see it happening. If anything, I was expecting under. Oh shit! I'm thinking of WrestleMania. My bad. Um, I I see just this is the match that's gonna either make or break Braun, but at the same time, it's gonna kind of just keep Roman in the picture. So I'm going with Roman in this one. This is just really simple for me. When I'm still kind of in awe from what I just heard from him, I was just like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> and I just want to say really quick, uh, see before you go on, I just want to say really quick. I, I don't know if anyone else is in shock, but um, he got cheered, he got range chants from everybody for like a good yeah. 10 seconds on Raw. I was like, holy shit, okay, all right. I think people respecting him because he's actually he's fucking trying, especially against Braun, he's actually making this shit look believable. And that fucking that um he sold that fucking shot to the the turnbuckle and that thing breaking oh, he yeah. sold that perfect he oh, whiplash yeah. and he flipped back he sold that perfect so i mean i don't know if this is the time but maybe we'll see a more respecting of roman reigns for because this let's let's be honest this guy's been getting shitted on for the longest time now i mean this is this this feels like it's worse hate than cena in my personal opinion i feel like it's worse hate then it, it's true. I think it is worse hate than Cena got. I think this is more hatred. Cena's is more of, you know, it's fun to chant, you know, Cena sucks. It's more fun. You know what I mean? It's like the, the cool thing to do now. You know what I mean? But with Reigns, I think it's pure hatred. And I think we'll like, we'll see. Maybe they're changing their ways. But I think that this match, Braun versus uh, Reigns, I think this is going to change the way they see Roman based on, you know, how epic and fucking bombastic this is going to be. But like I said, Reigns. I mean, event time, WWE Universal Championship match, Goldberg versus champion Kevin Owens. Again, I'm going to assume everybody's going to have the same prediction uh, with Goldberg becoming the new Universal Champion, heading into WrestleMania, going one-on-one, -on -one Brock Lesnar for the championship, unless, they're, um, unless there's anybody here that's going with uh, Kevin Owens. I don't know anybody here that uh, might actually be, be be brazen to pick Owens to retain. Um, I would say Owens. There's a chance Owens could retain in in this in this scenario. First, we see Jericho, Kevin, and everyone's like, "Oh." Then 
screws Goldberg. So in the end, both, both men Kevin comes out with the win. Ah. Hmm. Uh, it's gonna be plain and simple for this one. It's not. It's not what I think. Who I think is gonna win? Because I'm pretty sure everybody knows who's gonna win on this one. Goldberg. If Goldberg doesn't beat Kevin Owens the way he beats Brock Lesnar, I would be confused the whole match. Because if you can beat Brock Lesnar in a matter of seconds, you should beat Kevin Owens. And I'm not trying to, you know, downgrade Kevin Owens, but just let's be real. Who looks like they can really compete against Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and Kevin Owens? I'm sure most of most of us will pick Brock Lesnar. If he doesn't beat Kevin Owens in a matter of, I'm giving him 20 seconds. If he doesn't beat Kevin Owens in 20 seconds, I will be literally shook the whole match. It would be hard for me to like really believe that this this match is going as long as it is, where this dude just annihilated Goldberg like a month or two or three or whatever the hell it was Survivor Series was. And and did it with ease. So I'd just be confused. That's just I just want to get that off my head. Is that um the storytelling be- between Kevin? The reason Brock Lesnar got destroyed in twenty seconds is because Brock Lesnar took Goldberg for granted. And he's smart, and he's not just gonna run straight head forward into Goldberg like an idiot. He's gonna try to wear Goldberg down straight at him. So the match might be a little longer than twenty seconds, hopefully. Yeah. For Kevin. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I see Goldberg getting when maybe uh, the match lasting maybe over two minutes, but not much more thereafter. Um, one, two, one, Jackhammer, one, two, three, getting the win, going the new Universal Champion. So those are our predictions for for the pay per view, our thoughts, and everything else. Welcome to like this video, share, subscribe. Thanks. Oh, can I say my predictions? You forgot about my damn my chop, my chop liver. <laughs> No, I was assuming that you'd be going with Bill. No, I'm going with Chris. I'm going with Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens is going to win this match. He's going to retain because what's going to happen is um, pretty much what I personally think is going to happen is mm-hmm. that the whole entire match, Goldberg is going to dominate Kevin Owens. I mean, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to beat him as quick as uh, he did with Goldberg. He's gonna. He's gonna make a. You know. He's going to make Kevin Owens just suffer. He's going to do whatever. How many spears, jackknives, ever. He's Whatever it is, he's going to beat the living shit out of him. Then when it's time, Jericho's going to run into that ring, hit Goldberg with the steel chair, ding, 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 disqualification. Kevin Owens retains, and then that's this is the, what's going to end the pay-per-view. It's going to be Goldberg throwing Jericho, throwing Kevin Owens, putting him through tables, pure destruction. And that's how they're going to end the Fastlane pay-per-view. And then this is going to lead to, obviously, Goldberg going on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar and um, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania for Universal title. All right. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't mean to make you feel like chopped liver. I just assumed you No, were... I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> no, because that's just... But here in the chat, I wanted to uh, shout out this comment from uh, Katrina. She's giving me a tip here. Here's a tip: when you start, when you start getting nervous, when you start getting nervous, take a drink of, take you get take a drink of a warm drink. I don't know exactly what that meaning, or just a sip of something. I could, but you know, I don't want to be drinking things on air, even water or milk. I try to have everything out of the way and not in shot of my uh, camera or here the laptop, which is the camera. And Ronnie here saying, "I'm glad your team." Was able to make it tonight, Steve. Well, thanks. I'm glad they are too. Um, it's nice to to have them back uh, than just having my me myself and I, and you know, only hearing one opinion about the topics of WWE, especially with the pay per view. You know, that'd be uh, that'd be uh, inter- non interesting, a little boring and repetitive in that way. So it's good to have uh, different personalities, different people, and their thoughts and uh, different ways that they think things are going on. Like we just were talking about with Raunchy Mikey and his thoughts with. The main event and uh, Kevin Owens actually retaining, you know, things like that. You know, other people's perspective, their opinions, 
um, strong or otherwise opinions um, on superstars and matches. It's always good to have the team here. So thanks, Ronnie, for that uh, that comment. Yeah, I could I could do that, but I don't know. Uh, I'm more of a wine guy. I drink uh, wine over beer, so I would actually prefer to have a my a glass of uh, blackberry, I remember, uh, than uh, Coors Light or any beer. So, but thanks for the uh, thanks for the tip, Ronnie. Always uh, always appreciate it. But yeah, thanks to those that watch live and those that we will be watching archive. We'll share this video. Obviously, subscribe if you're not subscribed. I did uh, gain a small handful of subscribers from my uh, interview yesterday, so that was always great. And uh, to, tonight, later tonight, actually a couple minutes after I'm done here and done talking with the with everybody afterwards in our little after show, uh, then I'll be doing my Riverdale review, uh, Riverdale of the episode tonight. Uh, actually just ended a couple minutes ago, so we'll be giving my review of that. And then tomorrow, um, I'll be uh, doing uh, my actually review of uh, the Lego Batman movie that I saw last weekend. Um, next week, I obviously have Steve Jurassic Ramble, but I might also be doing a couple more uh, TV spot clip reactions. Beauty and the Beast, you know, I'm so hyped and amped and looking forward to, to seeing the live action of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, probably going on the 16th. Uh, to my local theater to watch it, um, try to see it as soon as possible because you know I'm amped. Obviously, how it's going to be uh, from animated cartoon to live action, and see what changes and differences there are in that. But thanks to everybody that's watched. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, evening, and as always, take care. Take care, guys. Bye.